Greetings, my fellow solitary beasts. What is up? Gentlemen, this is Ashley Davis. I'm the creator of SolitaryBeast.com, masculine self-improvement for introverts. Thank you for joining me. Uh, this is episode five, and today we're going to be talking about <clears throat> you're not lonely, you're bored. That is the topic of episode five of the Beast Cast, and this is related to a post that I wrote on SolitaryBeast.com uh, just a few days ago. And in this post, I'm talking about how a lot of times when you are experiencing feelings of what you might call loneliness, if you're like, oh man, I'm lonely, I wish that someone were here, like, like a girlfriend or a group of friends or whatever, when, you have, when you're having those feelings, often I feel like you're probably just bored. Or I'll speak, I'll speak to myself. I'll say, make it personal. When I used to have feelings like that in the past, <clears throat> feelings of loneliness, uh, it was really just that I was idle. I was sitting idle and I wasn't doing anything, and that was kind of exacerbating these feelings. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Before I get into the meat of the topic on today's Beast Cast, I want to make a couple of announcements. First of all, guys, join the Solitary Beast mailing list. You can do that by going to um, the blog, solitarybeast.com, and you simply share your email address, enter your email address there at the top. I think there's a, there's a bar across the top on almost every page of the blog. And then you can receive exclusive content directly to your inbox all the time. So what happens is you get posts there that I don't post on the blog. You get posts first um, when you join the Solitary Beast Inner Circle. And you get discounts and things like that on coaching and books that I am writing and other things like that. So it's all around a fantastic deal. You can sign up for that, like I said, by going to the blog, solitarybeast.com, and entering your email right at the top. And then we'll be, we'll be email buddies, and you'll get to hear from me um, a lot more often. <clears throat> Secondly, I want to thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Um, so I was checking the analytics of the podcast today. Across four episodes, I've already had 360 total downloads, which is really exciting. I appreciate you guys for listening to me talk, and it just means a lot to me. It means a lot to me that people are are interested in, in my thoughts and my opinions on things, and I really enjoy it when you guys take the opportunity to respond to me or reply to things that you're like your opinions about what I'm saying, and you can do that in the comments of any post on Solitary Beast. I read every single comment, and if you want to reach me directly, you can email me at, at solitarybeastblog at gmail.com. So, I look forward to hearing from you guys. I read every email. I read every comment. Uh, I'll respond to most comments and most emails if they're you know decently positive, if people insult me and talk at me. Sometimes I respond to just to be smart, a smart ass back, but um, I definitely read every single comment and email that you guys send to me, and I really appreciate when you do that. And uh, yeah, if you're, if you're listening to this on a platform where you can rate me, leave me a five-star review. Leave me a five-star review or a thumbs up, like it, share it, so the podcast can continue to grow. It is exciting to watch, to see the podcast growing, um, to have going on 400 listens. So actually we're at 364 uh, total plays right now on the podcast and watching, you know, just watching the little lines move around on the graph when I look at the analytics. So appreciate you guys for listening in. 
This one I think is going to help a lot of people because the thing about it is, is I've chosen, let's see, how can I put this? I have uh, chosen solitude as a lifestyle and also it's kind of been chosen for me in certain different ways. Um, but really I just came to, to what I call like the solitary beast path journey by a combination of those two factors. I do tend to be more comfortable uh, alone and then uh, I just tend to not, I don't tend to get along very well with other people or necessarily appreciate other people be, like being in my space. Uh, so here I am. And a lot of you, probably a lot of you, if you are our readers of the blog or if you're listening to a podcast with this title, maybe you can, <clears throat> maybe you can relate to that. But the point that I was going to make is that um, knowing how to manage feelings of loneliness, how to, how to kind of like work with that is a life skill in my opinion. Because even if you don't just choose to identify as a loner or an introvert as I do, um, there's different times where you're going to be alone anyway. For example, divorce right? If you're married and you get a divorce, you might be alone in a way that you haven't been for maybe a few years and then you're alone. You have to learn how to deal with that. Or a relationship ending or moving, like lots of people move for job opportunities or to do school, things like that. When you land in a new city, uh, or you, there'll be a period of time, weeks or months, where you won't know anybody and you will have to be in solitude. And it's up to you to choose for yourself what that's going to mean. So I want to make a point there by saying that loneliness and solitude are not the same thing. Like being alone is just a state. Like right now, I'm recording this podcast. I'm sitting at my desk. I'm in the basement of my house. Um, and I am alone in this room. But to feel lonely, it would have to be, I would have to be feeling lonely, feeling some of the other things that go along with that. And I don't because I know how to manage solitude and aloneness to the point where um, it, I'm comfortable with it and it feels good to me. And this is just like my chosen journey through life at this time. <clears throat> That's going to be, like I said, different people are going to come to this place either temporarily um, through a move like I talked about. By choice, if you just decide, you know, I just feel more comfortable alone, I'm a loner, or involuntarily, if you happen to get divorced or have a death in the family or things like that. These are all phases of life that people go through, and so there's not always going to be somebody there with you, whether you would like them to be or not, so let's talk about that. So that's sort of the beginning monologue. Guys, I'm going to grab my notes, and you're going to hear um, pages turn here and there, but... I don't think it's going to be too disturbing. <clears throat> so, you're not lonely, you're bored. One of the points that I wanted to make about this is that if you're experiencing that feeling of loneliness, I perceive it as, as pent-up energy. So let's talk about the physical feeling of, of feeling lonely. For me, it feels like when I felt, man, I'm really, really lonely. It's been a long time since I've had like, feelings like that. Um, when I felt like that, it's like a burning sensation. Like it's physically uncomfortable. Um, maybe it's like achy. It's like a physically painful or uncomfortable feeling. Um, that feeling 
is energy, is pent up energy that you are not directing anywhere in your life. I'll make it personal. When I was when I used to feel like that, it was because I had energy that I wasn't directing anywhere in my life. If I would have directed that energy toward a, a higher, greater purpose, anything at all, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be sitting with that those painful emotions of what we call loneliness. So consider that everything around you right now, if you're uh, riding a bicycle or driving a car, you're sitting in an airplane, everything around you right now was once just an idea in the imagination of a man exactly like you. <clears throat> the, the, the device that you're listening to my voice on right now, your laptop or your cell phone, um, was just a figment of somebody's imagination. They start drawing. There's just a guy thinking about the future, thinking about something he wanted to create, and he conceived of, of a smartphone. The microphone I'm speaking into right now, you know, I'm sitting at a desk, there's a microphone on my desk. This microphone was just an idea in somebody's mind. And you have that same powerful life force within you right now. All that energy, all that intelligence, all of that uh, intellectual force and capacity exists inside of you right now. And if you're not directing it toward a purpose, it's going to eat you alive. Uh, I made the comparison on another podcast episode about like keeping jet fuel in a plastic container, like keeping jet fuel in a gallon water jug, or even gasoline. If you keep gasoline in a water jug, it's not very long before it eats through the water jug. It deteriorates it and it just gets everywhere. And the similarity between that or the analogy that I'm trying to make is that if you have something as powerful as gasoline, which could be used to you know race motorcycles and cars, if you have that just sitting and improperly stored, in this case, like in a plastic uh, water bottle or just some container that's not supposed to be in, it's going to eat right through it. And that is that burning sensation. So that's the, the point I'm trying to make. I hope that makes sense. That's why you're uncomfortable. Um, you have the power in your mind to create like time travel, teleportation, the cure for cancer inside you at this very moment, and you are wasting it. If you're feeling lonely, you are wasting it feeling sorry for yourself right now. And you should feel uncomfortable. That's going to feel uncomfortable to have that type of energy and that type of potential inside you, but to not be utilizing it is going to hurt, and it should hurt. It should wake you up. So you think, so in that feeling that sensation of loneliness, you think that a woman or another human being or group of human beings is going to solve that problem for you to sort of fill that blank space that you feel, um, but that's a distraction. First of all, it's a terrible idea, and I'm not against having friends. Um, I think I have acquaintances. I'm very close with my brother, my sisters, my family. I have relationships with people. I don't want you guys to think that I'm advocating just sitting in a basement by yourself talking to a microphone forever but really what I'm saying is it's a terrible idea to uh, waste your time trying to get other people to meet that type of emotional need for you and hopefully I can explain this in a way that makes sense to you guys over the course of this podcast but <clears throat> um, the idea of trying to get a trying to find a woman so you feel lonely and you're like okay well I'm gonna go find a woman 
Uh, to waste your time trying to please a woman is like Sisyphus, the story of Sisyphus pushing uh, that big-ass rock up the hill every single day. Um, you cannot, this podcast is not about women, but you can't make women happy. And it's really, to me, I find it pretty frustrating and ultimately useless because it doesn't work. Every single morning, the, the rock will be at the bottom of the hill and you'll have to push it up to the top of the hill by trying to meet her needs and the things that she says she wants only for it to come rolling back down. And then the next day you start over again, pushing that rock up the hill. There is a there is an uh, article that I'm going to write for the blog called uh, the title of the, of the pod of sorry the title of the post is going to be getting the woman of your dreams is actually the worst case scenario because once you have her then you have to make her happy as long as she's with you she's going to be looking to you to keep her satisfied and uh, you know what a Sisyphean task that would be <clears throat> but moving on. Um, if you were to find some great project to direct that energy toward that you want to, that you think you need to direct toward other people, if you were to find some great project that just uh, enraptured you, just really captured your attention, you wouldn't even have time to feel lonely. And I want to stress that I'm not against relationships or having relationships of any type, romantic, friends, family, etc. I'm just saying that these types of relationships, I feel, should be a complement to your your life's higher and greatest purpose, not the focus of it, because um, I just don't see that working. So let me turn the page here. <clears throat> if you had this higher, this higher, greater purpose in your life, you would be consumed with using your life force that I just talked about for that purpose. And the great thing about this um, higher project, highest purpose, is that it could be anything. It could be anything that meets your needs and suits your particular strengths as a person. You could learn another language, French, Russian, Mandarin. Uh, Mandarin is probably a good idea these days, to be honest. Um, you could grow your biceps to 22 inches like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, you could start an e-commerce business, rebuild a like a vintage motorcycle, train your dog to bring you beers from the fridge, anything. Um, you have this wealth of mental energy at your disposal and you want to squander it cuddling up with a woman. Um, as a caveat here, I touched on this already, but I'll say that humans are social animals. You do need meaningful connections with other human beings to be happy. And that's an, an intrinsic need that we all have. Therapists call it the need to be seen, known, and understood. So it is important for you to have those needs met. Um, it's also important for you to meet those needs in other people. And I did talk about that in my podcast episode, um, I think it was number two. Do you need friends as a loner? Actually, it was number one, episode number one. Do you need friends as a loner? And in that podcast, I was talking about um, that it's more important to, like, even though you have those needs and we all have those needs, you would be happier going out into the world with the intention of meeting other people's needs to feel seen, known, and understood than trying to get your own needs met. So other people need you. And, and that is what you can do. That's one of the things that you can do with that type of energy that you have.
and that would be that would be a better use of your time than trying to like then that would be better to start from a place of well I'm lonely I need to find friends or somebody to make me happy it would be better the outcome would be would be better if you went out into the world like oh all these human beings around me want to be understood and want to be valued as people and I'm going to give people that value you know the best way that I can I'm going to make people feel or your intention could be to help people feel important to feel you know seen known and understood that's probably the fourth or fifth time I've said that in four or five minutes but that's the point I'm trying to make <clears throat> and through doing that you would help yourself as well it would be better Dale Carnegie has talked about this lots of people have talked about this I'm going to stir my tea here Dale Carnegie has talked about this. Lots of other people have talked about it, which is that you would make more. See, the quote is from Carnegie. You would make more friends in two months of going out and being interested in other people than you would in five years of trying to get other people interested in you. And he's just talking about the thing that I just said. <clears throat> so um, if you're feeling lonely, if you're a person who's lonely, maybe you just moved your girlfriend just broke up with you, your wife just left you, whatever, and uh, you're all alone, I would recommend doing that first. Going out into the world with, with the intention of making other people feel good about themselves. And that's going to actually, that's going to help you make you feel better. You could do that right now. While you're listening to this podcast, if you've got your headphones in or something like that, you could walk through a park, a grocery store, down the street, and just smile at your neighbors, the people that you see, smile and nod, say hi, just be a friendly guy. And that will make you feel better instantly, instantly. In 20 minutes of doing that, you'd feel better than if you were just sitting at your house, feeling sad, scrolling social media, swiping on dating apps, etc. And actually, I want to make a point about dating apps and um, swiping and smartphones and everything like that. So my second point. So the first point, I, well, I guess I'm, on th I'm three points deep. Let's recap. The first point that I made was that that feeling of loneliness is pent-up energy. And you need to be directing that toward a purpose greater than your job, pardon me, or just like mindlessly scrolling through your phone if that's what you're doing. If you found something else to do in your off time that you were really passionate about, you wouldn't have time to feel lonely. And the second thing I was going to talk about, or the second thing that I talked about is that if with that feeling, if you used that to connect to other people and think, you know, a lot, that's a very common, loneliness is a human emotion and we're, we've all felt that. At some point in our lives, there are probably plenty of people around you feeling that way right now. And if you could walk around and, and try to share with people and be engaging and just care about other people, that will help you feel better. So the third point that I'm going to make here, <clears throat> and this is, this is probably the most important thing that I learned through my experience with feeling lonely in the past sometimes, is that I noticed that there were actions and habits that I had that intensified uh, my feelings of loneliness. Um, and actually, at this point, let me come back to that. I want to talk about the feeling, the feeling of loneliness. So, people say, "Oh, well, I'm lonely," but you are not lonely. You are, uh, you know, Mike Jones, <laughs> Bob Smith, uh, Joe, whoever. Um, you're not lonely, you're experiencing a feeling. You're experiencing a feeling of loneliness. It's a feeling. And feelings come and go. How many feelings or sensations did you even have today? In the last hour? In the last 60 minutes, how many 
different feelings came into your awareness and then left just as quickly. You might have felt hot. You felt hot, you felt sleepy, you had a sensation of hunger or feeling thirsty at some point. Feelings just come and go. Of all the feelings that pass through your consciousness, why identify so strongly with one, right? Like, oh, I'm lonely. Um, you know, why make that such an important part of your identity just because you're experiencing a time period in your life where you happen to be lonely? Um, you felt hot 10 minutes ago. You felt cold maybe an hour or two before that. You're left nutted this morning. It's not that big of a deal. It's just a feeling. It'll pass. At the same time, like I talked about early in the episode, loneliness is physically uncomfortable. Uh, so it can be a big deal because if you get really lonely, it hurts. It physically hurts. And the thing about it is, is I know so many people, I know you relate to what I'm saying because we've all, I feel that we've all felt these things at some point in our lives, no matter what type of lifestyle we've chosen. I mean, you can be in a room full of people. You can be in a room full of family members and feel lonely if you don't really feel like somebody is seeing you and connecting to you on a deeper level, right? You could have, for example, I grew up in a house, five siblings, two parents, dogs, cats, lots of cousins over, people always at the house. And I felt lonely sometimes as a, as a child and a teen because I didn't really feel like anybody, I could relate to anybody uh, just in this certain type of way that you want to feel understood. <clears throat> so being that your physical proximity to other people is really not what's going to make you feel lonely or not. It's really that sense of connection. But the reason why it gets so, um, the reason why people make such a big deal about it or why it is a big deal is because it can hurt. And also, when I have experienced feelings of loneliness before, there was also a sense of shame attached to it. Like I felt lonely because uh, maybe at the time I didn't have any friends or I didn't have a close relationship with anybody. And then I felt ashamed on top of the loneliness because I felt, well, you know, something must be wrong with me because I don't have any friends. Because everybody else has friends. If you look on social media, I'll get back to social media, but if you look on social media, you know, people are going here and there with big groups of friends and everybody's laughing and it's so great. It's like, man, damn, well, I don't have any friends. Like something must be wrong with me. So then... I'm feeling bad because I'm lonely, feeling lonely. Then I'm feeling bad because I'm feeling shame on top of that. And it just becomes this big, crazy thing. You know, this big, difficult, hard thing. Can you relate to that? If you have any experience with anything that I'm saying, or if you want to add to a point that I've made or even disagree with me, I don't mind if you disagree with me, you can email me at solitarybeastblog at gmail. Um, I feel confident that other people have similar experiences about that, but let me know. I'm interested to see where, like, where you're at with that. <clears throat> so you'll notice that I talk about feeling, experiencing feelings of loneliness in the past tense. I used to deal with like really intense feelings of being very lonely. This might have been, let's see, this might have been like a year and a half ago or. Two and a, two to t like a year, two years to a year and a half ago was a really a really intense period where I felt really lonely in my life. But there's been other times before that because I've been a, like alone for long stretches of periods of time. I have traveled, I traveled abroad, and there's you know there's just like a lag time between when you arrive in a place and when you start to make friends or feel connected to people, and then you're just there alone, and you could and I felt lonely. 
So I used to feel lonely. I used to have shame attached to that, but it's not something that I deal with really anymore. And the, re- the what made me the reason why I'm making this podcast and the reason why I wrote that post for Solitary Beast is because it's not something I've dealt with for a really long time. But there was uh, something that happened recently, like a lot in the last few weeks, uh, two weeks, that I did have those feelings of loneliness, and it was surprising because I was like, oh, I, I remember I used to feel like this all the time, and I I hadn't even dealt with this for like a year, like I was saying, a year and a half, or even going on close to two years. So that's why we're talking. That's why I became sort of a, an idea in my brain of, of thinking about this and remembering it because I didn't, you know, I had, wasn't even thinking about it. So I, loneliness is not something that I deal with anymore, and more maybe it's more accurate to say that I set up my life to where it's not even a factor, and uh, when I do have those feelings, I know exactly what to do instantly, so it's not even a problem. Um, I don't dwell in emotions of loneliness because I, you know, I already know how to deal with it. So now I'm going to share these ideas with you. I'm sure some or all of these will be able to help you out. So if, you, if, you, if you've listened to the podcast up to this point, I'm sure you probably do experience some of these emotions or you just like hearing the sound of my voice. That's cool. People have told me before that they just like listening to me talk, which is cool. I appreciate that. But <clears throat> So some of the, some of the strategies that I that I discovered, you know, through trial and error of dealing with this is that I identified I identified when I was experiencing the most intense feelings of loneliness. So there was a period, let's say it was probably about a year and a half ago, um, that I was really just struggling with feeling lonely and it was just oppressive. I was so I was just bummed out all the time. I was man, I just would go to work, come home, and I just would feel so alone. I didn't really have anybody, I wasn't connected to anybody, I wasn't dating anyone. I have acquaintances, but not friends, like people that I would really talk to about this. I don't really talk about my feelings to people that much, which probably sounds interesting if you read my blog or listening to this podcast. I've been talking about my feelings for the last 26 and a half minutes. (laughs) But in my real life, I don't really share my emotions with other people like this. That's probably why I enjoy blogging and podcasting and things like that, because I can talk about things that I don't, I wouldn't like pull my... I wouldn't call my brother and be like, I'm really lonely right now, right? Even though he, he would listen to me. You know, my brother's a really cool guy. He's, shout out to him if he's listening to this. Shout out to my little brother. <clears throat> but I just, I'm just not, I don't do that. Um, so they're basically back to triggers. So number one, triggers. I started noticing a pattern that there was things, there were things that I was doing that were exacerbating my feelings of loneliness. And causing me to feel that way. So some of the triggers that I had that were intensifying my feelings of loneliness were scrolling social media. And just because of how social media is set up, I've written about this before on the blog. There's a post that I recommend you guys, and I will link it in the show notes of this of this um, episode. But the post is called Instagram is Making You Miserable. Pardon me. And um, just I just learned that I, I just feel bad when I'm looking at Instagram. I don't even think Instagram is interesting anymore. But a few years ago when I was using it, scrolling through social media was sort of making me feel more lonely. Because you see other people who are presumably or they're portraying themselves to be like really happy in relationships or with big groups of friends, having adventures. Everybody is beautiful. Everybody's on an exotic vacation. 
And you can feel bad about yourself if you just sit there consuming that in the middle of your regular life. And we know over time that that's not even real, that people are taking hundreds of shots, photoshopping everything, you know, dozens of different angles, choosing the best photo to post. They might be, you know, who knows who's holding the camera or what they had to do to get there or what the reality is, but they're just portraying a snapshot of a split second of, a, of their life and uh, presenting that as to be reality. I'm kind of, this is a tangent, but scrolling social media was making me feel lonely. <laughs> Next thing, dating apps. Swiping through dating apps um, really makes me feel lonely. I don't like to do it. I don't really have dating apps on my phone. Every once in a while, I'll just sort of get curious. Like, oh, I wonder if there's anybody new out there. There's not. Dating apps are set up um, to make guys pay money to meet women. There's three to one men to women on dating apps. It's like a, it's basically like a casino or a card game. It's set up for you to fail. Even if you're really good looking or in good shape, you're going to struggle unless you're like the top like 5% of guys on there. So dating apps are making me feel lonely. And the big thing, this is the huge thing. Put a red, if you're taking notes, it would be awesome if you're taking notes, but if you're taking notes, underline this and circle this. Idleness. In my opinion, idleness was the main, the number one main thing that was making me feel lonely. And that's, I talked about this earlier in the episode. Idleness was really dragging me down because I'd go to work, I would come home and I wouldn't have anything to look forward to or anything to do. I just, I'm home from work at, at, at that time. I work for myself now, but at that time I had a job. I used to get home at 4.30 in the evening and then I would have nothing else planned or anything to do until... 11 or 12 o'clock at night when I go to sleep. I'm just going to make anybody feel bad. So idleness, addressing that and giving myself things to do was the number one thing that, I've, that I picked up to stop doing that. And so I've written about this as well. I've recommend, the posts that I recommend on this topic are 15 ways to spend a weekend alone. That's a great post. I love that post. It's really helpful. And um, I also wrote a post about 15 hobbies for introverts. I think it's the title or 15 hobbies you could do alone. So you're just sitting at home. So like in a, in a feeling of loneliness, you're just sitting at home waiting for somebody to text you or invite you to go somewhere. You're like, oh, I don't have any friends. I don't have a girlfriend. You could just go. You could, you could just actually go out to the places that you wish somebody, this imaginary somebody would invite you and just go and have a good time by yourself. Get a life. Honestly, number, this is the... I could end the podcast there. The podcast could have been two seconds long. If you're dealing with loneliness, feelings of loneliness, just get a life. Give yourself something to do, hobbies and passions, things that you're interested in. I'm going to take a sip here, guys. Hold on. Number two. The number two driver of my feelings of loneliness when I had these were wanting reality to be different than it is. One of my favorite quotes by... Uh, my mentor, Coach Corey Wayne, I don't know where he got it from, but he says, we suffer when we want reality to be different than it is. So when you're sitting there wanting people to text you, wanting to have a girlfriend, etc., that friction is why you're feeling uncomfortable. Like you're, you're sad because you want something that you don't have. When you could just have, you could just want the thing that you do have. Does that make any sense? You could adjust your expectations. I'll say it like that. Adjusting your expectations. If you're expecting people to text you and call you and invite you out on Friday night and then nobody invites you out, you're going to be bummed out. But if you just say, okay, well, I'm available on Friday night. I am going to go and take myself to a comedy show. I'm going to hit up this bar and play pool. 
and then I'm going to get some ice cream at this place, and then maybe I'll get a drink. If you already just set up your whole night and your whole weekend for things that you like to do, things that make you happy, you will feel better, I promise you. Try it, I promise you. Try it out. Email me. Let me know how it works out for you. I'm going to help somebody with this. I guarantee it. I'm going to help somebody who's feeling really bummed out feel a lot better. And if you're that person or one of those people, email me and let me know. Okay, number three. Number three reason I think people feel lonely a lot is trying to make friends. I've already said that I do think it's important to have relationships with people, etc. However, like tr going out like, oh, I'm going to make some friends. Dude, I, I just don't think it's going to work. Maybe for other people or women. I think women are probably better. Women probably will have a good time doing this because everybody wants to talk to women. With If they're talking to guys, it's probably because they want to fuck them. But other women, I think, make friends more easily than guys do. So I'm not, I don't, I don't know. I think probably there's a few women that listen to this podcast. But women might be better at this. But for guys going out trying to make friends, for guys outside of college age, I don't know. Prove me wrong. I don't feel... I'm not trying to say that you can't do it. I just have never seen it work. In my opinion, in my experience, that like, I'm going to go out and make friends. That guy seems try hard. When, I, when I've experienced that, or even if I've tried to be that person, I feel like it strikes people as like you're trying too hard. It seems needy. It repels people. Being friendly is okay, because I talked about that earlier. Just going out, being friendly. Hey, how are you? Chatting to people giving people compliments. These are good things to do. But when you, I feel like when you go out with the intention of, I'm going to make some friends, but I, I just don't, I don't know about it, man. But I could be wrong. I'm saying I'm wrong. And the number four point that I wanted to make, I've lost track of how many times I counted these points, but in my notes, it's the number four point. The fourth thing that I wanted to say here, pardon me, is that my advice may not work for most people. Most people in the general public. However, Probably the person listening to this and the person who is a reader of solitarybeast.com, it will help you. So maybe not the general person on the street if I was to stop somebody in the supermarket, but the guy listening to this right now, I'm going to help you out. This is going to help you. So most people want a girlfriend or and or a big group of friends no matter what I say, right? Like most people are, are going to want those things no matter how many times I tell them to get a hobby and take yourself to a comedy show and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but for the person who is listening to this, who relates to what I'm saying, who identifies as an introvert or as a loner, maybe just why don't you try to embrace being alone and just see how it works out? What if you like it? What if you get to what if you get to like it? And that's where that's the power position because you can get to this point where you're like, man, I like this. This is what this is the life that this is the hand that life has dealt me anyway, and I've grown to enjoy it. Like you could you could feel that way, right? You could try it. You could try it, and then if it doesn't work, then you can go out here and make a bunch of try to make a bunch of friends and join meetup groups and everything like that. And I just don't think it's gonna work. <clears throat> I mean, I've been to meetup groups. I've started meetup groups and hosted them. Actually, two lesbians got married in a, and met each other in my meetup group that I started and got married. Um, but in the most part, for the most part, when you go to meetup groups, people just, it's like a bunch of lonely people being lonely in the same room, like or being lonely while they're doing an activity, which is what I was, goes back to my point about how loneliness is not really just your physical proximity to other people. <clears throat> This is going to be kind of all over the place. I sincerely hope that some of the things I'm saying here resonate 
because I've jumped all over my notes and kind of gone off of the dome a little bit. So I'm sure I'm helping somebody, but uh, this is not as clear as I wanted it to be. But hopefully you guys get the gist of what I'm saying. So basically, um, just get occupied with passions and interests, and it's all I think about. I think I've probably talked about this before, but it's just all my notes here. Yeah, I'm going to skip that part. So I already talked about that. And give me a second, guys. Yeah, that's about it. We're going to wrap this up right here. I think I've talked about everything I wanted to talk about. The point, the, the point of what I'm saying to summarize this uh, now 36-minute podcast is that if you direct your time, energy, and attention into activities that you are passionate about, that you'll feel better about yourself. And doing that will alleviate some of the painful feelings of loneliness that you may be experiencing. So if you are a person who's arrived at a place of feeling lonely for whatever reason, however temporary, it's until your your girlfriend's going to move from across country to live with you, but she's not moving for the next two months and you're just sitting there, you're lonely, or you just moved to a new place or whatever, whatever, whatever. I think that's going to help you. That's, that's definitely going to help you. Pursuing your passions and finding a place to put that emotional and mental energy um, is really going to help a lot of people out. Secondly, you will gain a sense of accomplishment and fulfillment from pursuing these passions, and that's going to feel good. So a lot of times if you're feeling lonely, you're just kind of bummed out and feeling bad about yourself. But pursuing a passion and sort of building that up um, and setting like goals for yourself inside of that is just going to make you feel better. It's going to give you a sense of confidence and accomplishment it, it's going to feel good you can make yourself feel good without needing validation from other people even though it's fine if you get it um, a lot of this stuff is internal number three you want a sense of well-being that is not dependent on the fleeting emotions of other people or if we're talking about a woman a person the fleeting emotions of a person who is defined by her fleeting emotions. Like why you don't want to put your sense of well-being like, oh, I'm lonely. Then you get a girlfriend and then now you're not lonely anymore. But your whole mental health is resting on just her whims. And women, you know that women can't love you. Women don't can't experience actual love. Women don't really have emotions. They just use people. If a woman likes you, she's she likes how you make her feel. And the minute that you stop making her feel like that, or if she sees a hotter guy with a, like a nicer car or better stuff, she'll leave you to go be with that guy. And then your whole emotion, your whole emotional life will be crushed because you've built your, you've built your life upon the acceptance of this woman. So that's why I don't, that's why I don't recommend it. I recommend that you solve your loneliness problem first. And then if you get a girlfriend on the side of that, that's better than trying to invest your whole self into being liked or quote-unquote loved by somebody else, and then when she leaves, you're going to be feeling like shit. That's how come guys kill themselves when girls leave them and stuff like that. And this happens a lot. Like, like men commit suicide or go crazy or become stalkers when a woman doesn't like them anymore because they've put their entire emotional well-being into another person rather than solving, like solving that first and then coming into the relationship as a whole, emotionally healthy person who finds fulfillment in their own however way that you find it and then coming to the relationship like that then if the woman leaves then it's like oh man i'm gonna miss her next right there's a difference there 
Number four, you'll be more attracted to other pe- uh, more attractive to other people as a friend and then to women as a romantic interest by doing this, by establishing like your own sense of self with your own passions and stuff like that. And then, like I just said, meeting women in adjacent, like, or in addition to that, that's more attractive than a guy who's like, oh, I'm lonely. I'm swiping on dating apps. I'm scrolling on Instagram constantly. I'm just sitting here. I'm going to eat a frozen pizza. Like, you got to be a guy, you know, with a life, with a sense of self. And then when you meet a woman, that's more attractive. And when you meet friends, like, you'll probably meet friends if you go to, like, I keep bringing up comedy shows. I've never been to a comedy show uh, physically. But if you go, if you like comedy shows and you go to comedy shows or take yourself to play pool, take yourself skateboarding, whatever the things that you choose to pursue, you'll probably meet a couple guys doing that. And then you'll have a common interest and you know you'll be more attractive and it'll happen for you faster than if you're just sitting in your house being sad listening to this podcast um number five if you place your validation and your feelings of self-worth in other people you are powerless i've already alluded to this but listen to what i'm saying you don't want to do that you just don't want to put yourself in a position where you need somebody else's approval to feel good about yourself it's not going to work out well Number six, oh, I've already talked about this, but number six on this list is dealing with solitude as a life skill, like learning how to manage solitude and feel good about yourself and make yourself feel good and take care of yourself and meet your emotional needs is a life skill because all of us come to this place of solitude and uh, aloneness at some point in our lives no matter what, and you just have to decide what to do with it. All right, guys, that is the end of my notes. Thank you for joining me on this on this ride, this was fun. I'm out of practice of, of doing podcasts as it's been maybe a few, a month or two since I recorded one. But this one was one that popped up into my brain as something I really wanted to share with you guys. I wrote a post about it. I'll link it down below. Man, there's no way I'm going to remember all the posts that I was supposed to link down below. But I'll link, I'll link this podcast episode to the post down below, whatever I just said. And you guys can take a look at that. And, um, and that's it. So I appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks for checking this one out. This was a longer one for me. Um, but I had a lot to say on this. I had like four pages of notes and then I did a couple, I did a little bit of rambling, but this is something that I really, really feel passionate about because I know that other people experience this and I see, like I see posts online about this, well, I'm lonely or how do I make friends in a new city? Or I'm 25, I'm 30, I'm 35, I don't have any friends, what should I do? I see these posts all the time, different um, online communities that I check out or things that I'm looking at. And and so I just want to help people out with this. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Check out the blog, solitarybeast.com. This is Ashley Davis, the Solitary Beast. Appreciate you guys for listening. Leave me a five-star review on iTunes. Email me at solitarybeastblog at gmail.com. Talk to you guys later. See you on the next one. Peace.